Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Tuesday the 28th of March and our top story today is that more details have emerged about the death of a two-year-old girl from Gravesend after a couple were charged with her murder. Lucy has the latest for the podcast. A man and woman were due to appear at Maidstone Crown Court today but the hearing was adjourned because of a technical issue. However, we did hear the toddler had suffered historical and recent fractures when she was taken to hospital in Gravesend in May 2020. That was a couple of months into the first Covid lockdown. She died in a London hospital two days later. 32-year-old Yan Gulami and 31-year-old Rokia Gulami, neither of whom have a permanent address, are also accused of causing or allowing the death of a child and child neglect. They've been remanded in custody and should be in court on Friday. Kent Online News. This is one of our most read stories on the site today. A couple who use their life savings for a deposit on a new-built house in Herne Bay say it's turned out to be a disaster. Alex and Darina Marku moved into the £350,000 property last summer. Within days, they'd found dozens of faults and seven months on, they say issues at Bay Square still haven't been fixed. Well, Alex has been telling the podcast exactly what's happened since they moved in. We moved in. On Monday, we met the site manager who actually said to us, oh, take it easy, uh, leave for a few months and then provide me the list with the defects and we will be dealing with. Um, we've actually completed the list in the first week and we have provided, we had more than 100-something snacks. We, we've made it really clear, the description, with photos as well, so they can understand it. And uh, since then has been a nightmare, a nightmare and a disappointment. Um the house, we ended up with so many issues in the house. Um, there is a wind blowing through all the windows. I think not, not a single window is fit for purpose. The main door on the ground floor, the entrance door is not fit for purpose as well. You can literally see the, the light outside. So if it's windy, you can literally feel the wind inside the house. <clears throat> the floor is not straight. Floor is coming, is coming off on the ground floor. Floor is coming off on the in the living room as well by the kitchen. Second day when we moved in, it was a rainy night and quite windy as well. We waked up with a leak in the living room. It was raining through the extractor. Um, a few days after, again the same leak from the extractor. Um, the developer just said we will be dealing and um, and don't stress about it. We'll be painting. We'll be changing the floor. I haven't heard anything about that anymore. Um, <clears throat> It's just, it's, it's, it's so distressing. Then we ended up that um, the water pressure, it's so bad in the house. We were like, probably it's from the street. We called South, um, Southeast Water. They checked the pressure. It, it's going up to three bar in the house. But if, 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 if you try to even have a shower, it's almost impossible to use it because there's not enough pressure. I'm not talking even about the second floor. If you're trying to have a bath, or even use the sink, it's almost impossible because there's no water reaching up the top level. Uh, again, we reported to the developer, we haven't heard anything from them. Literally, they're just ignoring us. So instead of having a really great experience and um, and enjoying the house, it has been seven months of nightmare. Stress, 
You can also see video of some of the problems Alex described there within the story at Kent Online. Developers Guildmore Limited have given us this statement. As a builder of new homes, we take comments such as these incredibly seriously. We are well aware of our obligation as a developer to quickly respond to any unforeseen issues with the homes we build and have an in-house maintenance team who deal with any problems. We have addressed the vast majority of issues raised by Mr Marku and are currently liaising with the manufacturers in order to rectify the outstanding issues. Guildmore have a long and proud reputation as a builder of quality homes and aim to maintain that reputation. A lorry driver's been jailed after a crash near Merriworth left a mum and her daughter with life-changing injuries. The car they were in was hit by an HGV which had veered onto the wrong side of Seven Mile Lane in July 2021. 42-year-old Sergei Mikolovs from Fulmer Road in Strood admitted causing serious injury by dangerous driving and was locked up for 22 months. A couple have appeared in court over the death of a motorcyclist in a crash in Sittingbourne. Ryan Rudden from Wits was riding along Swale Way when his bike was hit by a car in May 2021. 34-year-old Stuart Powell from Miller Close in Kemsley has been charged with several offences, including having no licence or insurance. His wife Carly, who's 36, is accused of perverting the course of justice. A man's appeared in court charged with theft, dangerous driving and possessing a knife after a suspected stolen vehicle was spotted in Dartford. The car failed to stop for officers but was later seen in Lowfield Street where two people were arrested. A 24-year-old is due at Crown Court next month and a teenage boy is out on bail. Orlando Bloom has praised the strength of the Ukrainian people during a visit to the war-torn country. The Canterbury actor is a UNICEF goodwill ambassador and has been meeting with President Zelensky. In a video posted on Instagram, he describes it as an honour and says the Ukrainian people are awe-inspiring. And of course, you know, your messaging is the reason for that, so it's remarkable to see how you are, you know, holding this country and... Uh, and we you know. all, we have a good country. Well... We hold each other. Yes. Kent Online reports. Plans to crack down on antisocial behaviour in England and Wales have been officially unveiled. The Prime Minister says there'll be more police patrols and offenders will be made to repair damage within 48 hours. They could also have to wear jumpsuits or high-vis jackets. Well, authorities will also be given extra cash to help so-called nuisance beggars find accommodation and mental health support. Chatham and Aylesford MP Tracy Crouch spoke during a debate on it in the Commons last night. Over the past year, residents across Chatham and Aylesford have suffered repetitive instances of antisocial behaviour involving noise nuisance from cars and bikes and unauthorised access to private lakes by large groups of children. The local councils have had to go through lengthy processes to establish PSPOs to tackle these issues which have left residents at their wit's end while the bureaucracy slowly cranks away. Can the Home Secretary confirm that the announcement today will make it a lot simpler for the authorities to clamp down on this type of antisocial behaviour so that it can be dealt with there and there rather than waiting for months for consultations and paperwork to be completed. Secretary. Well, I want to thank my uh, runner-up friend for all of the work that she and her local team and councillors have yeah. led in challenging yeah. and stopping antisocial behaviour locally. But she's absolutely right. What we've identified is it's become onerous, it's become inefficient, it's become uh, too time-consuming to secure these really effective orders. And this is exactly what the consultation will do. It will aim to streamline and speed up the acquisition of a PSPO, which can really make the difference between an area blocked by antisocial uh, behaviour and 
and an area which was free and safe uh, and, and pleasant to, to frequent. Two empty restaurants in Maidstone have been put on the market. The former Burger King and Frankie and Benny's sites are at the Lock Meadow Entertainment Complex. The council say an exciting new tenant is being lined up for the fast food site and the Italian eatery could be turned into a bar, cafe or even soft play. Plans for a new GP surgery in Dover have been given the go-ahead despite concerns about noise and light pollution. We mentioned this in the podcast last week and the Whitfield Medical Centre will serve about 15,000 patients. Some residents were worried though about the amount of traffic it'll cause. The people behind it say the facilities needed because of all the new housing being built in the area. Bosses at a busy bar in Dover meantime are hoping to extend their opening hours and reckon they can stop any potential trouble at the door. An application has been lodged to allow the sale of alcohol at Rhino and Balls in King Street to go until 3am at weekends. It comes just weeks after nearby Attic Bar had to cut back on their extra hours after reports of a fray. But the owners of Rhino and Balls say they will have two doormen to keep the wrong people out. Kent Online reports. The owner of a Medway company says he's no longer going to pitch for business in London because of the cost of paying the ultra-low emission zone charge. Lee Murthwaite provides sound equipment for events but has to pay every time he drives into the capital because he has an older vehicle. Now, the Medway Sounds boss says the government should be looking at other alternatives rather than taxing people. He's been speaking to Sophia Aiken from our colleagues at KMTV. We predominantly pitch our business into London, um, inside the North and South Circular. We work in hotels, radio stations, do weddings, things like that for uh, sound systems and event production. And the St Julius has, has uh, been introduced, obviously it's impacted our margins. Um, and the more work we, we do in London, the more ULIS we're paying. More often than not, we're in London past midnight, so each job means we're paying for ULES in and ULES out. And now with the expansion of the ULES zone, you know, that's just taken up a quite a considerable larger area that we ordinarily cover. So we've taken a business decision to, to move our business away from London, outside the M25, um, honouring the work we've still got booked into London, but not accepting any, any new bookings, as it were and moving our business into the home counties, so we're pitching elsewhere. Quite a large majority of your clients are from London, so how That's much right. roughly would you say? I would say for our external business, 70% of our business was within the M25, um, and I'd say probably 50% of that within the North, South, North and South Circular. So with the expansion, obviously you can see you know, 70% of our actual business um, would have been or has been impacted. Um, fortunately, we've been able to move it, but, you know, that's where we pitched, that's where we built up our, spent a long time building our customer base. Um, and yeah, we've had to, in some ways, we kind of feel like we're turning our backs on them, but you know, margins are tight. So how has uh, sort of seeing 70% of your clients go, how's it actually impacted your business? It's been tough. It has been tough because we've had to take a, we've had to take a hit and regroup um, and start to remarket and push ourselves out into the home county. So we did have a, a, a good while where bookings for our, you know, our sound systems and our event production just went down, uh, not to zero, because we've always had local business, but it did take a significant hit um, for a while. So, I mean, fortunately, we've got the, the business for the rest of the studio coming through, um, which has kept us going, um, and that was questionable for a while as well. But things have, things have gathered now, but I'll, I'll say we had a good 12 months where, you know, we were kind of wondering, have we made the right decision? Um, you know, when is business going to pick up? So we did have a fairly significant hit, um, which we're recovering from. But I think it's a worthy decision. 
um, because it's not just the cost of paying the units charge if there's you know things like if we need to upgrade our vehicles and things like that you know there's a significant cost for that as well so uh, so that's the that's the cost that people don't see um, so I think in the long run we've we've made the right decision we've recovered uh, but it did take quite some time and how much would you sort of say financially that that impacted you have seeing that 70% of clients go well let's put it this way one job I suppose one um, sound system install could pay the rent for this building for the month so if we were losing as it were 70 percent of that work then obviously the impact to us is, is quite big um yeah we had to reinvest in the business from a personal perspective um at, at some point during last year um which obviously you no know, it, it, it it was to us it was, a, it was a worthwhile thing to do um what we should have done really was maybe pitched wider in the first place, you know, but we kind of, because we're so close to London, that's where we kind of pitched all of our business. You may well be aware the ULES zone will be expanding to cover areas including Bromley and Bexley from this summer. Council bosses in Ashford are set to sign off on a £50 million loan to develop a film studio that's been linked with Netflix, Amazon and HBO. The cash will be used to help build the facility at the derelict Newtown Railway Works, not far from the designer outlet. When completed, there'll be four studios, a hotel, hundreds of flats and shops. We're told it could open in 2025. A major road in Margate's going to be closed for the next three weeks for emergency gas repairs. Engineers discovered a leak on Ramsgate Road, not far from the QEQM hospital, at a point where teams were previously upgrading the network. It's shut in both directions between Salmerston Road and St Augustine's Avenue while pipes are replaced. Kent Online News. A Medway mum says she hopes to transform a pub into a community hub to help tackle loneliness and isolation. Jane Brownlow is transforming the Prince's Park pub in Chatham after managing to raise enough money to buy the lease. The 42-year-old says she wants it to become the heart of the local area. The pub used to not be the most inviting place to come to. You used to open the door, you used to have sticky carpets and stuff and I want to change that completely. I want it to be a place where people can come and not be lonely anymore because People just not having anyone to turn to or anyone just to have a game of cards with is really sad. And I just want to give everyone that back or get everyone to help each other out, you know. If someone needs their shopping taken home, hopefully we can help out with that. Or if someone needs something picking up from a mile down the road, hopefully we'll have someone that can do that for them as well. Just getting everyone together. Uh, my plans are to try and bring our community back together and make it like a community pub hub. Um, I'm going to have a separate stay and play area as well. We're going to provide food and just to bring the community back together and um, have a lot here for everyone really. Like in the evenings we'll have card games and board games and different event nights and stuff. And in the daytime we've got the stay and play and cafe. So hopefully something for everyone, even if it's just coming in and grabbing a coffee. Well, Jane is planning to do most of the work herself and it's due to open next month. Passenger flights are going to return from a Kent airport this summer. Air Alderney are set to run services from Lyd to destinations including the 2K in northern France. Head to Kent Online today to see a picture of Jade from Little Mix who's been spotted at a Kent restaurant with her boyfriend Jordan from Rizzle Kicks. They took their dogs into the old post office in Margate and posed for a picture with some of the staff. And Tracy Emin has announced she wants to buy an old bathing house on Margate Beach and turn it into a facility for swimmers and surfers. The artist told a crowd that had gathered for the official opening of her new studios in the town about her plans for Westbrook. If anybody knows Westbrook, they may know the Westbrook Pavilion. 
that's down on the beach that's going completely derelict now. There's some very nice work in Lewes there, I've got to add, thank you very much. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful, like, uh, Art Deco looking building. It's ginormous. I'm intending to put in a proposal to buy it. Subsidised cost, may I add. And I plan to renovate it and make it into a swimming club, servants club, hot showers for the winter swimmers, steam rooms, uh, a cafe, a little really bijou restaurant, <laughs> a sunbed for sunbathing on, and I want the surface to stay there, the lifeguards to stay there, and I want everybody from Margate to be able to enjoy it and be proud of it. So I just thought I'd share that with the group now. <laughs> well, I thought we'd like to put some flats there or something. <laughs> but anyway, let's see how it goes. <laughs> this is better than I could have ever dreamt or ever imagined. When I grew up in Margate as a little girl, that was my library. The Sunday school was around the corner that I wasn't allowed to go to after I was followed home once. Um, you know, Margate was such a different place. And I've always said to everybody, wherever the arts goes, commerce follows. Except this time, we got here first and we've nailed it. Margate is ours. It's our town. It's our creative mecca. And we're going to make it more creative and more available to creative people to live here. <laughs> Kent Online Sport. Football and the Gillingham boss has set a new target for his team as they look safe from the threat of relegation. Saturday's win over Carlisle United left the Jills 12 points above the drop zone with eight games left to play. Neil Harris wants them to get over 50 points in total this season. They're currently on 44. That's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get an update of the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. And to do that, you just need to sign up by heading to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.